Yo, welcome to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast. I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. And we're here to give you our reviews and takes on movies you may have seen or may not have seen. TV shows, too. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> that wasn't the one. Anyway, what's up one. with you, bro? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I mean, I could complain, but don't nobody give a shit. But uh but there is something that I wanted to get into, uh, but you know what I'm saying? But let me keep my manners and say what's good with you, man. How you feeling? Man, um, I'm doing all right. I don't got no complaints, bro. You know what I'm saying? Another day, another dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like I always say, man, slow motion. Yes, sir, man. Slow motion for me as well, man. Man, listen, man. I mean, look. All right, right. This is a TV, film, movie, whatever y'all want to call it, cinema podcast. And, Mm -hmm. man, listen, I've been hearing a lot, yo. Like, I had sent you a clip, I think Friday, of this one guy uh, came on on the Dan Levitar show. And Mm -hmm. he is one of the producers of the show Hack that's on HBO Max. So he knows about a lot of the shit that's going on at HBO Max. And, like, you heard about the one thing about, you know, they laying off people at HBO Max and all this yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. And so they brought Bill, I think Bill Lawrence on today. And he's the guy that uh, that's the head of Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And so he got to talking about these streaming services and, like, you know, the HBO Max laying off, you know, the whole dilemma thing that's going on with Netflix and and uh, and then they was also talking about Apple TV. They was like, Apple TV kind of got this thing going where it's like they're looking at it like we only giving you certain type of material. Like mm-hmm. we ain't saturating our shows and the movies that we put on here. Like they right. stuff is like, like they whole thing is like we're not trying to satisfy everybody. Like Netflix has a thing where they're trying to keep everybody happy so you have yeah. a whole bunch of movies on there and that's why we see you know some of the stuff that we have a problem with now what you said whenever i find the time i'm gonna do what you said i'm gonna try to start you know liking and disliking stuff and yeah. all of that type of stuff but <clears throat> i mean just just from hearing these executives like the people that are like in these rooms that really know what's going on i'm not feeling good about this man i i, I don't like the news that i'm hearing like i feel like Cause they're talking about dude. So you know it was supposed to be a show. Uh, I think it was Cat Girl. Was it Cat Girl? No, Bat Girl. Bat Girl. Or Bat Woman. Or one of them. It was. It was one. Of, it was one of them. And Michael Keaton came back to play Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, so they worked on a pilot, and I, I don't know if they just did the pilot or if like they did like a whole season or what. But whatever they wait did, a minute. So it, it was the show. I thought it was supposed to be the movie. Um, I no, I'm pretty sure it was a show because they said they did a pilot. Oh, so apparently, apparently something happened. I don't know if it was something with the budget or what. What it was. Yeah, they scrapped the it. Yeah, they completely scrapped it, and they said they that, scrapped. Um, not to cut you off, but they scrapped Batwoman and they scrapped the, the it's supposed to be a new animated Scooby Doo movie that was coming out too. They scrapped that too. Yeah, and they were saying that like it they even though it was something about even though they spent like fifty six million, that was like they mm-hmm. still are gonna save money by not putting it out because they don't have to pay for like the copyrights and all of that yeah. type of stuff. So it's just like I don't I don't like what I'm hearing, man. It's it's like you know, we, we are paying for all these streaming services, and it's like, 
and we want content. Now, the great thing about what we do, we don't always need new content. I mean, this is a 1989 movie that we're doing today, so we don't necessarily need all the new content, but I don't know, man. Like, how are you feeling about, like, some of the stuff that's going around? Well, I mean, I'm re- I'm not really surprised. Only reason I say I'm not really surprised um, is because, truthfully, the, uh, the, the DC lane wasn't a big thing for Warner Brothers, and I know that's a huge part of, you know what I'm saying, the HBO Max uh, category. <clears throat> that's what uh like the matrix and everybody like that is under that's why they were able to release you know what i'm saying all those films out on hbo max during the, um the pandemic was because you know they had Warner brothers under their uh, umbrella so i mean i kind of i kind of figured that i mean if you look at the last few movies that you know what i'm saying the dc tried to put out didn't do too well you know what i mean aquaman out of all of them to me was the best one you know what I mean? Even the even the Joker movie that they tried to put out, even though that was a part of the DC collective, it wasn't a part of the DC universe, you know what I'm saying, that, that they needed. And to me, that was probably their most successful movie, even though that's the one I hate the most. I hate that movie. Um, but knowing, knowing what I know of what HBO Max is doing right now, I know that they're... Um, I know you, we talked about them getting bought out by Discovery. Mm-hmm. So I think that more than likely we're going to start seeing um, we'll probably start seeing a little bit of uh, similar changes to what we see with Disney because if you watch or if you have the Disney Plus app you can see that they have you know kind of the same kind of layouts they all have their certain hubs but you know what I'm saying certain movies and everything else are going to be on the forefront you know what I mean of the of the app. And then you can go to, you know, saying the Marvel hub, you can go to the Star Wars hub, you can go to the National Geographic hub. So with HBO Max, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you go to Cartoon Network, DC, so on and so forth, Max, HBO, whatever. Um, I think that them scrapping the people that they scrapped and the projects that they scrapped is kind of telling of, you know, where everybody's at right now. With everything getting so high, everything getting so um, expensive, it's kind of difficult to get some of this talent in here. I mean, like, if you look at Netflix, Netflix has, like, huge names right now doing, like, the most random movies. You know, we just watched Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans on a Netflix movie. You know what I'm saying? What is it, The Gray Man? Yeah, The Gray Man. Yeah, we just watched them two in a Netflix movie produced by Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Um, Adam Sandler has a deal with Netflix. Um, Chris Hemsworth. And, yeah, Chris Hemsworth has a deal with Netflix. Um, Jamie Foxx, he got that new one coming out on, oh, yep, this on the Friday. 12th. On the 12th, the day shift. I forgot all about that. Um, and then, you know, you see Amazon Prime. They got um, uh, Chris, uh, uh, what's Chris, Pratt. Chris Pratt. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got you know, all these all of these streaming companies are kind of taking, you know what I'm saying, the helm of getting these actors and getting them in these contracts to where they're getting all of these, you know what I'm saying, like A1 Prime movies 
And then, you know, guys like HBO Max, even though they are a streaming service, they're still WB. So they're going to they're probably going to make a movie and then try to put it in theaters also instead of just putting it on the streaming service. Like there's nothing that we've seen as far as movies go that has been especially from HBO Max that has been specifically an HBO Max movie. Well, maybe I, I, well, I take it back. Um, the the Sopranos movie maybe was that. I think that was no, no, no. Well, I, I think that was more Warner Brothers. What was what was actually a HBO movie? Um, they did that Survivor movie. Uh, that I watched. I talked about it on one of the what we watching that movie that mm-hmm. Ben Foster did about the uh about the Jewish man that they had fighting yeah. in the Nazi camps and stuff. And it wasn't. I mean. That you could tell they put some money into it. It right. wasn't like a great, great movie. Um, I mean, it was a good movie. It wasn't mm-hmm. terrible. But I think, I mean, this is just my opinion. I think what ended up happening was when they did the Warner Brothers deal, where they put out a movie, it was pretty much like every Friday. Number one, the start of it was terrible. Because yeah. I think the very first one was Wonder Woman 1984. And that shit was, that, that was not a good movie. Yeah, it was horrible. But I think a lot of people signed on, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, if I'm gonna get a new movie, like pretty much every Friday, like then I'm gonna well, maybe it wasn't every Friday. It was at least once or twice a month they mm-hmm. put out a new movie. And I think what ended up happening was when they stopped doing it, I think a lot of people might have canceled their subscriptions. Maybe so. And maybe. it's and I I don't know if they're gonna, which I doubt it because now we're seeing that like people are actually going back to the box office, so. You know, it seemed like, you know, people are starting to go back to the movies. Like, you know, I went, you know, the other week to go see the Nope. So, like, people are going back to the movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they can necessarily afford it as far as, like, the production that is being put into these movies. I think some of these people are like, yo, this is a box office movie. I want this to be in the box office. I don't know if they can do something where, you know, we're going to put it in the box office for a week or mm-hmm. maybe two. And now we're going to put it, if it's a Warner Brothers movie, then we'll put it on HBO Max and we ain't got to pay for it. Just giving it, you know, a week or two to sit in the box office. I feel like they're going to have to do something like that to kind of get people to start back subscribing or start, stop canceling these shows and be focused more on, you know, getting these, these TV shows. Because one thing about HBO is they have great TV shows. Yeah, and they do. And I, I did read an article. I think I sent. I think I sent you the article, um, where they were talking about um, Mayor Easttown, mm-hmm. and they were saying that they was in contact with Kate Winslet, but like they were just like the biggest thing with her is, it's not that they don't think that she want to do it. It's just the fact of like trying to fit her schedule to where she can even fit it in to do Mayor of Easttown. So, but that's like another show. I feel like I felt like. That show was good enough to get people to start back, you know, resubscribing. One hundred percent, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and and to me, the 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 television portion of HBO Max is where you actually can earn a lot of um, subscription money. You know, they have some of the best TV shows. <clears throat> not to mention, you know, they have the back catalog of the Sopranos, Oz, The Wire, you know what I'm saying? Those shows, those, you know, landmark shows that they have in their back pocket. So, I mean, it's if you can, if they can focus on that 
and and possibly get a few shows because I mean to me that's where I think Netflix wins. And if you if you really see it, Hulu and Amazon Prime have kind of followed that blueprint to where they've had shows that they've put out. You know what I'm saying? Amazon Prime uh picking up the the um the real life adaptation of the boys. You know what I'm saying? That's their answer to, you know what I'm saying, the superhero um content that was being put out. And then, you know, they had other shows that we've talked about on on here. Um Hulu bringing other shows, you know what I'm saying? Uh they had Dope Sick, which was a great show. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then Netflix, you know, them bringing Stranger Things and everything else into the mix. It's like, yeah, Netflix has some great movies, but a lot of people are around and a lot of people keep Netflix for the television, uh, for the television content. And I think HBO Max, they have that and that, you know, they, they have the, the, the foothold on that. If they can just focus their, you know, their capital towards that, they'd be okay. Um, but them letting all those people go and then them scrapping those projects, I, I mean, it's kind of telling, man. It, it, you know, a lot of these companies are, um, especially these um, streaming companies, they're starting to get a little bit greedy with the prices and, you know, stuff like that. I think it's, you know, awfully telling because Netflix, um, they just scrapped the division not too long ago. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's not just HBO Max. It's a bunch of these companies that are that are actually doing this. And then um, my last point is to the point of Apple. Apple has a, a upper hand on everybody only because of, to me at least, two things. Um, just like you said, they don't create content just to have content out there. Like they have a specific focus on their content. And then even if you see the content that they have, like they have guys like Tom Hanks, they have, you know what I'm saying? Like um, a, a bunch of big name actors and actresses. And, you know, they have content that they put out. Then not only that, you also have to remember that Apple TV has its own original content, but you can also rent movies from there. You can also do everything else. And that's something that Netflix and HBO Max and all them, you can't do there. So I think that's the that's the advantage that they have. Well, Amazon Prime, you can. But yeah. <clears throat> that's the advantage that they have over everybody else is because it's like, okay, I can go watch Ted Lasso. And then after I watch Ted Lasso, I could go rent a movie. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I can do it from anywhere. Like literally anywhere, I could watch a movie here on my laptop, and then while I'm going to uh, ride with somebody at the store, I can finish it up on my, you know what I mean? Like, and then this is always consistent. Or if I want to buy a movie on the way home, I get on my phone, buy a movie, and then come home, boom, bring up Apple TV, and there we go. So, <clears throat> and then the second point is that they have hardware to to back everything up. They got MacBooks, they got uh, iPads. They have iPhones. They have Apple Watches. So they're really a, a tech company that also has a streaming service. So they kind of have the capital to be able to push, you know what I'm saying, a little bit in there to say, all right, let's develop this and see what we can do with it. And then even if it don't work, we still got our own, you know what I'm saying, like our own streaming service to create really whatever we want to. And if it does something, it does something. If it doesn't, it doesn't. They offer it in a package. You know what I'm saying? You can get Apple TV for next to nothing. And then you can even bundle it with 
the Apple uh, gaming thing that they just put out. Um, they also have the Apple One service where it bundles everything up as far as Apple services in the one big thing. You get iCloud, Apple TV, the gaming service, and all that other stuff for one price. So it's like they have a foothold on on everything right now. And, and it's like I've been saying, if they don't, if people don't pay attention or these other companies don't pay attention, Apple will surely be over the mark because I've had a few what we watchings and they have been Apple products. Yep. Well, I will say that y'all gonna be coming back when Euphoria season three come back. I can tell yeah. you that. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's the same thing with Netflix. Like a lot of people that get Netflix, they let it go, and then as soon as Stranger Things pop up, the subscription shoot up. Yep. So, you know, what I mean, I, I think that's just kind of the game right now. A lot of people are getting into certain content, and then they're taking the rest of it, and you know, saying so moving on. But um. Man, I'm glad you brought that up. That was actually a, a great little great little moment, man. Oh, yeah, um, yes, yeah, I like that. So let's get into the feature presentation, man. Our feature presentation, ladies and gentlemen, is a movie came out in 1989 um, starring Eddie Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, Della Reese, um, Red Fox, uh, Danny Aiello, um, Man, who ain't in this movie? Hold on. I know, right? Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy, Michael Lerner, Berlinda Tolbert, Jasmine Guy, Stan Shaw, um, Leela Rashawn. Uh, yeah, Arsenio Hall is in this. Thomas Michael Ford, rest in peace. Um, Robin Harris, uh, Miguel Nunez Jr., Desi Arnaz Hines. Um and a host of everybody else, Ronaldo Ray included. Uh, we're talking about Harlem Nights, man. This is a movie that to me is probably um a top five greatest comedy of all time, easily. Um, all star cast, great story, everything else. I, I mean, y'all can already y'all can already guess where I'm going on the fire flames, but <laughs> I mean, to me, this is one of my top five movies of all time, especially uh, comedies, but just movies in general. Like I could watch this at any point in time. Uh, it's, it's just great, man. But basically it's set in uh, 1920s New York. It's basically about a, um, well, two hustlers who basically create this nice little empire that um, at the time, you know, it wasn't it wasn't smiled at when uh, black people had empires like this uh, bootlegging. They had gambling. They had it all. They had the ultimate underground empire. Um, and it was ran by Quick and Sugar Ray. And. Man, this this is probably just one of the best, best movies ever, but just hilarity ensues throughout this whole movie. Um, they dealing with Phil Cantone, detective Phil Cantone and, um, damn, what's dude's name? Bugsy Calhoun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they basically find their way to, uh, finagle and bamboozle Phil Cantone and Bugsy Calhoun. So, um, man, I'm I'm going to you, bro. What's up? 
rewatching this for the I don't know how many of time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how many times. Because <laughs> this is one of the movies, bro. Like you can just watch whenever. It's just it's it's that type of movie. Like no matter where it is at any point, you can just sit back, watch it, and laugh and enjoy it just as if you never saw this before. Man, at any time, at any point, like you said, man, like it never gets old. Like this type of comedy never gets old. It's way too many. And we were talking about this on the coming soon. Like this is not a situation where you just throw the word legends out there. It's literal yeah. like legends in yeah. this movie. And it's like everybody got their moment. Not really. I don't think Robin really was able to like really shine in this. No, but, no, he was. I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you the part where he was when they was outside fighting in the alley, and then <laughs> and then Delores uppercutted that nigga, and they <laughs> and they passed <laughs> out the Robin Harrison deal. That nigga, he said, "Whoa!" <laughs> hey, I heard it. Yeah, yeah I, I did hear that. that I did hear that. Funny as hell. Nah, but dude, I'm talking about like if 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 everyone could just sit back and think about all mm-hmm. the movies that they watched, um, mainly comedy. This has to be one of the best openings, definitely, to a movie ever. Like, definitely. you know, the little kid, you know, knocks on the door. He comes up to the door. My man in there shooting. He was like, "Man, get that fucking kid out of here, man!" He's like, "Kid, baby, bad <laughs> luck, bad luck." Hey, <laughs> come on, six with your funky ass. Yeah, I've been waiting for you all night. Right. Baby, need new baby. shoes. Wife want to go shopping. <laughs> He said, he said, he said, he said, you need a tooth. You need said, a new tooth. He said, man, shoot the crap and shut the fuck up. And that shit was a fun, that mother crapped out. He said, man, what I tell you about having that kid in here, man? I tell you, kid, bring me bad luck. Nah, hey, man, listen. He said, he said, he said, come on, man, hurry up before you crap out. He said, crap out. Fuck that. I'm going to show all you good, no good motherfuckers. He said, I'm going to leave you all home. Broke. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's one of the best openings I've seen to a movie, man. For sure. And bro. then just how Ray even, you know, brought brought quick in, you know, at the, you know, he was like, "Yo, the man, what's going?" He said, "He said, he said, I want all the money from the back, or I'm gonna stick you." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I want." What he said? He said, "I'm gonna stick you." He said, "I'm gonna stick you," and I'm gonna stick this gravel. He said, "I'm gonna stick this gravel face motherfucker." No, he said, "I'm gonna stick this janky gravel voice motherfucker standing here." <laughs> hey, hey, he said, he said, "Nah, Sugar Ray said, he said, look, he said, you gonna have the stickers." Cause they ain't giving you shit, and then he was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" He was like, <laughs> "He was reaching for the gun." Yeah. And the already took it. And, hey man, that shit was so fucking funny, man. Yeah, that like movie, this movie is hey, Richard Pryor, yo, like he just got that ability, man. Like just to just to say something and like the facial expressions that he give you, like. Mm-hmm. He just had a knack for the camera. He had a mm-hmm. knack for comedy. This is why a lot of people looked up to Rich Pryor, not only because of that, but just the courage that he had to to go on stage and share those personal stories about, you know what I'm saying, being, you know, addicted to drugs and yeah. a lot of the racism shit that he dealt with. Like he brought that 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 rawness to comedy that a lot of people really fuck with. And they was like, yo, well, if he can do it and he still can get in movies. And then when you heard about, you know, I, I don't really want to dwell on this, but like, I mean, but the, but the news is out there. Like 
we've heard that he was, you know, really kind of difficult to deal with. Like he mm-hmm. showed up the set late. He'd show up high. He would show up drunk. They were like some days, like he would show up and not this movie. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, from other movies, they was like, yo, we would have to scrap everything for that day because they was like, you know, Richard just couldn't perform. Mm-hmm. And it's like to be able to, you know, get through those troubles that he had and still be able to put a great thing on screen. Like he he was just, man, that that guy. I mean, I, I hated the way that his life ended up ending. You know what I'm saying? Like, like seeing him in that wheelchair and shit. Like, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was tough seeing him that way, man. You hate to see a legend. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Go out that way. But, man, but he was he was phenomenal in this, man, because he was well, just, he was that laid-back, cool guy. Yeah, well, and I also think that he, he understood the importance of this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, with Eddie Murphy doing it, ahead of time in 1988 with coming to America, bringing all of those um, characters by itself, but not only bringing those characters by itself. Um, well, it's in your hall too. No, that's all. And that's what I'm saying. Just creating those characters, but also bringing those other people in, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Having John Amos, having James Earl Jones, Arsenio Hall, you know what I'm saying? Like those names, bringing them in to do that. So I felt like when he, when um, Eddie came and did Harlem Nights, Richard Pryor knew the importance of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not to mention that Richard Pryor had already been like, you know what I'm saying, a mentor to Eddie Murphy. He was yeah. already passing the torch to Eddie Murphy, and especially in this one, this is the one where he kind of showed everybody like, yeah, this, this is this the next one up, and so. You know what I'm saying? Like for Eddie Murphy to bring everybody together in this one, which is something to me that, you know what I'm saying? We see later on down the line and coming to America too. You know, this is something that he's always done. Um, You know, for him to bring all of these comedians together, you know, uh, Robin Harris, uh, Red Fox, you know what I'm saying? Um, Ronaldo Ray, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a bunch of different people in here who, it's so and it's so crazy because like you wonder how 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 much of this script is written and then how much of this script is improv. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you wonder how much he they he let them get their shit off compared to you know what I'm saying, them just being like, Man, let's just go with the flow. So like for me, I, I look at this like Richard Pryor knew what this was. You know what I'm saying? And we already know how conscious he was. We we knew that he wasn't no fool. But for him to be able to come into this movie and really play the straight man. Yeah. He's not the comedian in this. And in a, in a weird way, neither is Eddie Murphy. Yeah, like like he basically like obviously he, he has his moments where he would say something yeah. that's you know that's funny, but he wasn't like <clears throat> like you said, like he wasn't really improving like jokes like right he would just have like little little funny little sayings like here and there and all this little stuff like that but but even the people even the people that was um i mean i'm pretty sure they got a credit but like but they didn't have like a character name like when Mm -hmm. um like when people was complaining about um about benny 
when he wouldn't have his glasses on. Oh uh, yeah. And like and they were shooting, he was like yeah. six. He was like, Man, are you blind? He was like, Man, eight <laughs> motherfuckers. Like 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 even those dudes was like funny, like <laughs> and then they started laughing at when he put the glasses on. I ain't gonna beat you with more motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, man, he said, man, he's call me Snake Eyes Benny. I'm, like, I'm yeah. Benny Snake Eyes Johnson. Yeah, like it was no, he's not like, Benny Snake Eyes Wilson. I can see the dice before they even hit the ground, man. <laughs> That's this my shit, bro. I'm sorry. This is yeah. my shit. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. But like, man, you're so right, man. Because I don't think that the stuff that I brought up was I don't I'm I'm pretty sure that wasn't an issue when it came to this movie. Because like mm-hmm. you said, I'm pretty sure he knew the importance of it. And then he also seen what Eddie Murphy was trying to do. And I don't think we get comedy movies like this anymore. Right. Now, we seen um, <clears throat> what's my man's name? Uh, Sylvester Stallone do it with action. Mm-hmm. Like, the Expendables, like... Oh, no, can... no, 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 no. That's not true. No, that's not true. But go ahead. Mean? That's not true. I'll I tell you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, um... So you you right with the Expendables thing, how they brought in like all the action guys and made one movie. But this is what I was um, talking about on um, the coming soon is you know even though we didn't we didn't see this oh in Black Hollywood, we had guys like Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd, the new Rat Pack, Franco, yeah, the new Rat Pack man. Like they came in and they really kind of took that model and they did their thing before that we've seen adam sandler he was bringing in chris rock uh david spade um um uh, rob james. snyder yep kevin james so it's like we've seen we've seen this in a multitude of fashions this isn't yeah. like something that was that was foreign it's just for to me at least for black hollywood this is one of the first times well, this is the first time we've kind of seen it, but also later on down the line, you the the only one I can remember is what well, the only two I can remember is Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, Roscoe and Jenkins. Death at a Funeral. Yeah, Martin. Yeah, and that, him that, and, and him and Chris Rock did it, and they had everybody in. You know what I'm saying? Chris Rock would try to do it every now and then, but it wasn't like because I think he did it with Top Five, and Top Five wasn't really a comedy. Yeah, Top Five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Martin did it here and there, but like when he did when 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 they did it with Death at a Funeral, it was like everybody was yeah, in everybody it. Like was Tracy in Morgan, like all them, you know what I'm saying? Like they was in it. And then when you look at Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins, you got said, you got um Steve Harvey, you know what I'm saying? You got a couple other people. And then um I mean, no, no, Steve Harvey, no. Steve Harvey was in Johnson Vacation. Johnson Fe- Family Vacation is is Steve Harvey and Sandra Tanner. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. I'm sorry, but Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. You had Monique. You know what I'm saying? You had like yeah. a host Mike of Epps. other. Yeah, Mike Epps was in it. So like you had a host of other comedians that was in it that they were kind of giving a, you know what I'm saying, giving some light to to bring them in as well. So I mean, like you've seen it in other places, but to me, the yeah. most the most successful of it would be to me at least would be Adam Sandler and then the new Rat Pack. Well, also, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. Uh, and I apologize to everybody, but dude, Ice Cube, even though he's not a comedian, right? he's put a lot of comedians on. For sure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? For I mean, sure. he's not had Cat Williams in multiple movies, Mike Epps, Mike Epps in multiple movies. Uh, like we yeah. already know about what he did with Chris Tucker Chris in the Tucker beginning. In. But like even Ezel, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to oh, AJ yeah, Johnson. Johnson, yep. 
You know, so like he brought, and we talked about this. Uh, I don't remember because uh, we have, I can't remember the last Ice Cube thing we did, but we would talk. No, oh, we'll I think we'll talk. You did about it with this. Kevin Hart too. I mean, even though yeah. Kevin Hart was already up there, but I'm saying like just having, yeah, you know, saying, having a movie with like Kevin that. Hart, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like, yeah, Ice Cube has definitely um, did a lot for comedians. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the movies that he did with the either whether it's the Friday movies. Or some of the other movies that you know that he came out with the ride alongs and all that type of stuff. So we've seen it done, but as far as like the way that Eddie did it was, mm-hmm. it was star studded because those was like names, bro. Yeah, and I think that what, it, what the situation with Eddie, I think that these were his idols. Yeah. So he was just like, yeah. "Yo, I'm gonna put all of my idols in one movie, and I'm gonna throw my brother in there as well." Yeah, for sure. And oh, so let me ask you this, right? He was also a comedian. Yes. This is not a. Uh, I'm not trying to pin anybody together, but it's just like a lot of people will say things like, "Oh, well, well, this brother's funnier than this one, or this one, or like that." Because when you look at Chris Rock and Tony Rock. You know, Chris has had the more, you know, successful career. You know, he's mm-hmm. the more bigger brother or whatever, whatnot. But Tony Rock is actually funny. No, and Tony Rock like, is hilarious. I say, I've seen Tony Rock in person. Tony Rock is hilarious. And, like, it's the same situation with Eddie and Charlie. Like, mm-hmm. Charlie is, like, yeah, Eddie's the, is the you know, main attraction. Mm-hmm. But Charlie is fucking funny. Like, he yeah. is, like, like, he is funny. No, and like Charlie Murphy has a joke where he talks about <laughs> the movie 300. And <laughs> he talks about, <laughs> and I ain't trying to go, I ain't going verbatim because I don't do that with jokes, but I'm basically going to give you the premise. The premise of 300 is how gangster those 300 soldiers were. And not because they went out and fought against all these people and it was only 300 of them. He said the 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 reason that they're so gangster is because basically they're doing butt naked sword fight. <laughs> he said the niggas was out there. He said the niggas was out there with sword, shields, a helmet, and draws. <laughs> he said. Nigga. <laughs> he said, nigga. He said if a motherfucker told. He said if we was about to get into a sword fight. He said the motherfucker was like, and I said, where my armor? And the motherfucker just threw me some jobs. He said, man, I'm out. <laughs> He said, them motherfuckers is out there tearing motherfuckers up. He said, in draws and tidy whities. It was like, he said, those are bad motherfuckers. That shit, bro, had me crying, man. Charlie Murphy was a funny dude. And then, like, the Dave Chappelle shit, that speaks for itself. Yeah. Definitely. That speaks for itself. But, yo, man, Vera, man, played by Della Reese, yo. Yes. Della Reese is, yo, she might, she might be, like, as 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 far as like like you said, we don't know if this was improv or or mm-hmm. what. She really had like the best shit. She might have had mm-hmm. the best shit in this movie, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Man, when when they when she said uh man though the all-time funny when she was like uh she said, So you wanna hit people with garbage cans? <laughs> He said, now I got to cut you. Yeah. And he's like, hey. he's like, man, you better put that up. He said, I'll shoot you. He's like, I'll shoot that pinky toe right out. So now you want to shoot me in the pinky toe. <laughs> 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 he 
That ain't t- nah, I'm gonna tell you my favorite part with Delarise, bro. My favorite part with Delarise is her and Red Fox, bro, when they at the house. Oh man. And she go in there and she be like, Benny, I thought you said it was some hats in here. He said it is. And the he said in the third cabinet, middle shelf. So she looked up, she said, Benny, you blind motherfucker. This ain't no hats. <laughs> this is tuna fish. He said, Well, fix a motherfucking tuna fish. So then she started doing it. She said, "You got." She said, "You got my mouth all ready for some damn hash and eggs. Your blind ass can't even see this is goddamn tuna fish." <laughs> so then uh, she be like, "Some, some, you blind motherfucker." He be like, "Oh fuck you, fat bitch!" And then the bird in the back be like, "Bah, fat bitch." <laughs> so <laughs> so she said, "She said, she said, why you? She said, why you only leave a swallow in the container?" <laughs> yeah, that's, she said, Benny. She said, "Why would you put the orange juice back in the refrigerator, knowing it's only a swallow of it?" I get my mouth all ready for some orange juice, and there's only a swallow left. He said, "Well, swallow it and shut the fuck up." <laughs> hey. Hey, bro, was all when done. I tell you Delarise had me fucking crying in that scene, bro, because I know so many black ladies like that, bro. Yeah. Like, nigga, I'm trying to fix you something to eat. Why the fuck would you tell me? And then, like, when they see some shit like that, it's it's a little bit of juice in there. Why the fuck would you put that juice back? Like, nigga, I know that shit way too much, bro. That shit is just so fucking funny, mm. bro. When I tell you that's my favorite scene in the fucking movie, and then the, uh, every time you hear Red Fox go, fat bitch, and the bird go, what? Fat bitch? <laughs> that shit is funny <laughs> as fuck, man. Yo, I don't know. I think I think for me, now, don't get me wrong. That's, if that's not number one, it's number two. Because it battles for me, man. For me, when when they was chasing quit at the quick oh, left on the Tommy's house, and City Hall was in the back seat with that gun, He's like, and they was riding, and then <laughs> quick hitting the brakes, and then they started shooting. He said, Junior! He said, Junior! He said, I'm sorry, Julia. <laughs> he said, I'm going to kill you quick. You said, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. That shit funny. Hey, that shit was funny. And then motherfuckers hey. was lighting that goddamn uh, shop up, bro. That hey, nigga shoot that little ass 380. That's it. 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 That's this movie got so many of those moments, bro. Like when they was in the casino and shit, and the and the uh, the champ that came, bro. And he was like, "So champ, he was like, you know what I'm saying? You, you ready? You gonna get out there and win?" He said, I, 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 "I'm gonna whoop his ass." <laughs> that shit had me crying, bro. That shit went on for a good twenty seconds. That's the funniest shit I ever seen in my life, bro. And that shit then, was funny as fuck. And then, and then Ray, he, 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 oh, he had, oh, what did he say? He said something. He was like, you know, he said something I know what I'm saying. He was like, I do now. Hey, when uh no, 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 but when uh when when uh when Canton left, mm-hmm. he was like, <laughs> he was like I know. <laughs> he was trying to call the motherfucker. He couldn't get it out. 
Oh man, that shit was up again. Hey man, and then you gotta give credit to Danny Aiello, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? If if you guys don't know who Danny Aiello is, man, he was um oh my god, what was his name in uh Do the Right Thing? He Do the was, right uh, thing. Oh, what was the name of the shot? I don't forgot what it was. Oh my goodness. He was Sal and Do the Right Thing. Sal's pizzeria. Yeah, Sal, yep. <clears throat> but man, him playing that detective, bro, when that motherfucker went in there and he said, <laughs> he said, so what do you do? He said, I run a candy shop. He said, hmm. He said, you run a candy shop. Well, it's like, it's kind of funny because I don't know too many niggas in Harlem with a sweet tooth. I said, yo. <laughs> I said, man, I said, that shit was crazy. But he played that role so good, though, bro, like, he he you could tell like he could have definitely been a fucking detective. Man, no, the all time is at the end when he was like uh he said, So this is what I don't understand. He said, Why did y'all break into a bank that's been closed for five years? <laughs> and he was like, he said, Well, he said, We ain't making a withdrawal, we making the deposit. Mm-hmm. And then he had him sitting in there and he was like, he said, he was like, Ray. It ain't that much air in here. And then <laughs> Clint was like, you gotta take the bro. He said, he said you, you damn motherfucker. <laughs> he was sitting there talking Hey yo, that shit was fucking funny, man. Hey, I'm man. sorry. Like, but you got but you know what though, even though this movie's funny as it is, mm-hmm. the plot is great. You know, that's why I said the story is amazing for for a comedy movie. This story is amazing. Like yeah, it's for them to, yeah, for them to basically be, and then this is another dope thing too. At the time, bro, this is nineteen eighty nine. This is a movie where the black people actually win, bro. Yep. Like this is this is another reason to me why Eddie Murphy is one of the greats is because like he was doing movies where black people were looked at in a positive light, like coming to America, bro, it was royalty. You know what I'm saying? Like even when they left Africa uh, and and Zamunda and came to America in in New York, they had, you know what I'm saying? An older black dude that owned the barbershop. They had an older black dude who owned his own, you know what I'm saying? Restaurant. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? They had a, you know what I'm saying? They had a, a, a black dude who was, you know what I'm saying? His family owned the business. With yeah, the his hair family spray. owned a, a, a oh, hair. Boy. Yeah, like, you, we don't see that anymore. Like, we don't see those type of roles anymore. Well, like, now yeah, it's... We do, but everybody don't fuck with them. Like, because every Tyler Perry movie, everybody's nah, man, business on nah, man, That's not the same, bro. Tyler Perry, <laughs> Tyler Perry get... And this, hey... I'm glad you said that. So my mom was watching Diary of a Mad Black Woman, right? And we all know the classic Tyler Perry trope. Like he get the, the mean bald head black dude, dark skinned black dude, and then that's he what hair mean, brother man. Nah, huh? No, 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 I'm talking about just the just the way he do his shit. It be like the mean dark skinned dude, and then you know what I'm saying he beating up on the woman or he abusing the woman mentally, and then next thing you know she go find like the light skinned savior dude, and they you know what I'm saying, find <laughs> Jesus and live happily ever after, and then the dark skinned dude be all mad. But this is what I also noticed too, right? Mm-hmm. Those movies, right? A lot of them movies be with dark skinned women, okay? Mm-hmm. This nigga make the light skinned dude look like a savior. 
and the light-skinned woman look bad. Because in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, when she had on that red dress in the beginning and he and, and he was about to come in and break up with her, he had the light-skinned lady that had like hella attitude come in too. And I said, oh, this nigga Tyler Perry think he's slick. I seen what he doing. I seen what he doing. Man, you just wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, watch that movie again and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Man, this dude right here. I don't even remember what point I was making. Oh, I, oh another point oh. real quick. I'm sorry. Another point real quick. Also, in, in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, um, the reason that she kept taking care of dude in that movie is because she almost killed that nigga and he could have took her to court. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I I definitely peep game. She soon as she almost killed that nigga, and he almost drowned. She thought about it. She was like, "Damn, I go to jail for murder." She picked that nigga up and was taking care of him from there on up. But my fault. I think. And okay, one last point on that. I think that what Tyler Perry is also trying to do with those movies is to show like, and then he also did it with Jill Scott. And why did I get married too? Where dude treat bald headed dude treated like treated like shit cheat on her with a bald-headed, lighter no, skin no. lady bald head dark skin dude and then yeah that's what I'm saying then he gets cancer and then she goes to help he what he's trying to show is like you know black women are caring that they'll do and then who did she end up with she still went with the cop dude well he died you know but you know um, but man listen this guy. Let's get back on track. He, but no, nah, he he threw a wrench in the thing because I think her new husband was dark skinned too. Yeah, yeah, he could be considered he he considered dark skin. Yeah. Um, but the movie I was gonna bring up, Boomerang. Yep. Everybody. Oh was man, what, another Eddie film. Another yeah. Eddie film. So, John yeah. Witherspoon was in it. Martin was in it. Um. Uh, David um, Allen Greer. David Allen Greer was in it. Uh, Chris Rock was in it. Chris Rock was in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like he, he, I look, man, he done a great job with that, man. Oh man. Yeah. How can we forget, bro? We forgot about, I'm going to get you sucker with the Wayans, bro. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's man. I mean, Jim Brown ain't, you know, him, but, uh, well, no, I mean, I'm just saying this as far as not just the, just, you know what I'm saying? Just having a bunch of big name black actors and actresses in that joint. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he he did that. he did that a lot, man. He did that with uh, <laughs> nigga had Isaac Hayes in there, bro. Yeah, Isaac Hayes. Uh, wait, Fred Williamson was in there too, wasn't he? Fred the Hammer Williamson, he definitely was. Yeah, he was in that joint. His brother, uh, uh Damon was in it. Yep. You know what I'm saying he was always getting beat up. So mm-hmm. was, <laughs> but but now, like, yeah, he he done it a lot too, man. Like, we we definitely have like a lot of legends, man, who done a lot of shit, and it's just like. Yeah. Honestly, man, like when when you really think about it, because like, like the way I would look at it is like, so Tony Dungy, right? Tony Dungy, mm-hmm. for the people who don't know, legendary Hall of Fame coach. Um, Tony Dungy, Super Bowl thing, champion coach, don't forget Super that. Bowl champion coach, first black coach to win the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. And the thing that makes Tony Dungy, when it comes in a football sense. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest coaches ever is the fact of his coaching tree. Yep. Tony Dungy knew how important it was to hire a lot of black staff, and it was if it wasn't mm-hmm. for Tony Dungy, the coach that he played against yep. in that Super Bowl Lovey was Smith. Lovey, Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith was on his own thing. 
Yep. Mike Tomlin is yep. uh, 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 one of his. Um, uh, Raheem Morris is one of yep. his. Like, pretty much almost, especially maybe not as of late, but when you're thinking about a decade ago, every black coach you saw in the NFL Came coached yep. under Tom, Tony, uh, Dungy, yep. Tony Dungy. I bring up that <clears> point <throat> to say Eddie Murphy is kind of like the Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. And then you look at you look at his tree like Martin created his own tree. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Uh, Damon, uh, not Damon, his brother. Uh, uh, Keenan. No, Keenan. 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 started his own tree, even though most of his tree was actually his family. Yeah, but like you know, what I'm saying he created. Well, I mean, nah, his- not really, because you got to think about it. You got David Allen Greer. You got Tommy Jamie Davidson. Fox. You got yeah. Tommy Davidson. You got Jim Carrey. Um, I forgot what the one lady name is, but like she went on to do a bunch of TV shows for Disney and shit. Like it's a it's a bunch of people under that Wayne's tree, bro. Like that, especially in that time, that yeah. really went on to do made like if you think about everybody in in Living Color, mm-hmm. right? Jim Carrey, David Allen Greer, Tommy Davidson, Jamie Foxx. Just them four. Look at their careers now. Like, or at least even a decade ago, because some of them aren't as active. No, as I'm, just, I'm. I'm not even talking about like far as being active. I'm just saying like, look at what they've done. Like Tommy Davidson and Jim Carrey. You know what I'm saying? Being in Ace Ventura together and, and Pet Detective mm-hmm. Two. Um, I mean, Jim Carrey. You he went off and he, he killed it. Look at Jamie Fox. He he's the last one that's still doing shit still but i mean like look at what he's been able to do you know what i'm saying david allen greer he's been in all kind of shit like they've always either they've either always been working or whatever they worked in has went on to do unsurmountable shit you know what i'm saying like so that tree in itself like that's a that's a very large tree yeah, like we like we we got some people that are out there, man. And, and like we, you know, we spoke even though he's not a comedian like Ice Cube, because I feel like when it comes to John Witherspoon, he's had, you know, John Witherspoon been doing work for decades. You know, and John Witherspoon really came up under but, uh, uh, Richard Pryor. Yeah, but like the resurgence of him, like what yep. Friday did for John mm-hmm. Witherspoon, like it, it it brought that resurgence back to him to where it was just like because if I'm not mistaken. Did was the Wayne Brothers show after Friday? That was before, it was before. I, I think the Wayne might have been before, before Friday. But like, but what Friday did for him, man, was just like you know what I'm saying. Even though he was in shit like, um, oh no, it 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 was around the same time. It came out in '95. Oh okay, and Friday was '95. Yeah, Friday. Well, Friday definitely did a lot more for him because the Wayne's Bro show was that was on like the WB. So like a lot of people weren't really fucking yeah. with the WB except for us, for real. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like yeah, we just went on a whole other thing there. But like, no, actually, it's it's all connected because you know what I'm saying we we talking about how. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Murphy had not only put in the legends, you know what I'm saying, and the people he looked up to in these movies, but he's all, he also put in people like Robin Harris, you know what I'm saying, who 
some would say may have could have been one of the greatest comedians of all time if he, you know what I'm saying, was still alive. Uh, rest in peace. Like Robin Harris was a was a beast on that mic, bro. Like when he when he was on that stage, bro, like he was like the fact that he was he was able to take a three-minute joke and turn that into a whole movie. Like that's how that's how you know how good he was. He was great in house party. You know what I'm saying? Like Robin Harris was the dude. So the you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't too many people. I don't even think it's anybody else that you could say that had a, a joke turned into a whole movie. And I mean, and that movie stands the test of time. Like, dude, literally, my my twelve year old watches Baby Kids all yeah, the time. My kids love Baby's Kids. You know what I'm saying? But I also think you have to be, you know, what I mean? responsible as a parent. See, I told my old lady, I was like, look, your mama didn't raise you right, you know. There's some <laughs> movies out there you ain't never seen. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this yeah, is some of the stuff you should be able to see. I made sure, like, yo, come in here. You know mm-hmm. We about to watch Baby's Kids. Like, this mm-hmm. is like, I grew up on this movie. Like, this movie was is it's a classic, and it's gonna yep. stand the test of time. And it just sucks that he died at 36. Like, yeah. Like, to think yeah. like 36 and, and I know he looked older, but mm-hmm. like he was only 36 people. But and then that's the crazy part, like bro, he was just getting started. Like the, yeah. and, and and a lot of people may not understand why I keep going to this point of him having that joke. Like what people don't understand about stand-up comedy is like to to come up with a joke is already hard enough, right? Mm-hmm. But a joke like that is for that to be a three-minute joke in itself is already funny because the joke in itself is funny because when this is him him talking about baby's kids but to then turn that into a whole hour something movie like you got a script you got a premise you got a plot i mean like he took that he took three minutes worth of content and turned it into a whole hour thing. And really the, the genius behind the movie is, is that he's breaking down the joke. Yep. That's what makes it, that's what makes it so much better. Cause it's not like he's telling you, you know what I'm saying? This story. And it's just like this random story. No, it's really him breaking down the baby kid joke. And that just, it, when I found out what it, the whole point behind it was, it just made it that much better to me. Yeah, and it, and one of the reasons it ended up being uh, animated was because he had ended up dying because like mm-hmm. they was in talks of doing yeah. the movie, like it wasn't going to be a cartoon, right? But you know what I'm saying, but you know the tragedy that ended up happening, they ended up making it, you know, when mm-hmm. they made it. But like, yeah, like you're right. But another one, man, a city of hall, like like a lot of people know a city of hall from. You know him having his own TV show, mm-hmm. and I, and, I, and and that itself was yep. so important to the culture. Like the guests that he brought on, the music. That I mean, he, he was he was the only he was the only black face on late night TV. Yeah, like he changed the landscape of TV. But yeah. even with that, like what he was able to do, you know, like being that person that. I was about to say Martin. The Eddie looked at like, yo, like I got this idea. I'm gonna play a whole mm-hmm. bunch of characters, and I want you. And I know you diverse enough to where you can play a bunch of characters too, mm-hmm. because his characters are funny as fuck too. Like, oh, the, the old Jewish man, bro. 
Come on, bro. No, no. Eddie is the old Jewish man. He was, no, the, he was the one that always ate. He was the one that had the white beard. He was always eating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I am tripping. That is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. That is Eddie Murphy. But, uh, but yeah, like, like a city old man, like a lot of a lot of the ones that he played in this one, like a city old did, you know, he wasn't even 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 being in the car, yo, like crying the whole time, like he still, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, was able to, to still to steal that scene. But but like this movie, man, and you know, I hate Tommy Tommy got fucked up. And, uh it was funny because when he walked in there, he was like, whoa. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey. he was like, somebody fucked you up. He was like, I'm gonna get out of here and let you sit here and you know and think about what you did. <laughs> yeah, think about what you did. Hey, that that, that shit was funny. Hey, bro. Bro, nigga, sick man. He's very sick. Very man, sick. listen, bro. From from them from them talking about you know what I'm saying. First first and foremost, bro. This is this is how funny this whole shit is. These niggas ran a casino. And then they ran numbers. And on top of that, they ran the whorehouse. <laughs> all yeah. in one, all in one fucking thing, bro. Nah, all, no, all the time when um uh, when they was when they was going over the numbers. Oh and yeah. So they said uh they said bring beer and fat ass in here. He was like <laughs> he was like he's like what he said what y'all pull in? She was like oh we pull about two hundred. He was like two hundred. <laughs> he was like, "All my hoes is honest." <laughs> like, I'm an honest hoe, and all my hoes is honest. He said, "You in charge of the girls, right?" She said, "Yes, I'm in charge of the girls." He said, "You in charge of the girls, right?" Yes, I am in charge of the girls. <laughs> he said, well, "Why are the girls always coming up short?" <laughs> Man, that shit is funny as fuck. Uh, she said, "I got a." She said, "I got a." Uh, what you say? I got a hoe so good. Throw a pussy up in the air, turn in the sunshine. <laughs> he said, he said, nah. He said, I would love to see that. It's like they're blind ass, they see your shit. <laughs> hey man, put your mama on the phone. No, boy, Richie, boy. Richie all on, time, man. boy. Put your mama on the phone. Hey. Put your mama on the phone. Honey, yeah. I'm never coming home again. Tell the kids I love them. And hung up. Man, listen. Oh man, that is the all time, but man, that shit was crazy, bro. Hey, Richie told her. He said, "You know, you got." He said, "They said, you know, you got in the car with you that lady Heron." He was like, "He said, <laughs> he said, you could have told me your last name was heroin." He was like, "Just because it's your last thing, don't mean you got to sell it." <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was lost in the sauce. He ain't know what the fuck that meant for real, man. Oh man, oh, that was so funny. Hey man, that when she funny. got a name like heroin, that shit got to be good, man. Man, fire! Your but that that's beyond fire, boy. Man, man, listen, shit, that was so funny. good. Throw it up in the air, turning the sunshine. Whew. But you know how many Thanks. times motherfuckers use that in raps and shit, bro? J. Cole used that shit before, bro. <laughs> that's how that's how long standing and fire that, that movie this movie is, bro. The fact that J. Cole used one of these uh 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 I better say one of these lyrics, one of these parts in the, in his lyrics, you know what I'm saying? That's that's dope as fuck, bro. But I mean, like, it just go to show you just how great this movie is. How long standing this movie is, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just one of those ones that, like I said, it's just is it's gonna last the test of time because of <clears throat> just because of 
how well the cast was put together. You know what I'm saying? Just the experience that they all had already. And then you put them all together. Like, if you put a bunch of funny motherfuckers in the room, bro, that shit is going to be comedy no matter what. There's nothing you can do about that. You're going to laugh. Mm-hmm. And if you don't laugh, then you are not living. Your heart can't be beating and your brain can't be working. Because I don't care what you say. You put me in the room with a bunch of comedians, bro, I might not make it out. Man, I'm going to tell you the only thing that this movie's missing. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, it ain't even really no reason. I mean, we're going to do it as a part of the show, but it ain't no reason to even really give this show. It really ain't. Everybody knows this, this is a five. Fact. But the thing is, what it's missing, though, it's missing one thing. What's that? I wish they had the outtakes. Oh man, the blooper reel. Oh man, if they man, if they they find that, that shit got to be worth multi millions. I'm talking about millions of dollars just for us to see the bloopers. What every time somebody busted out laughing in the middle of a scene Mm -hmm. and they had to restart, man, come Mm -hmm. on, there had to be a lot of them, it Mm -hmm. had to be for sure. Come on, man. Now you want to shoot me in the pinky toe? (laughs) Come on, man. You know, everybody had to buzz out laughing on that shit. That motherfucker said, shut up and swallow it. (laughs) Man, I'd have been on the floor crying, bro. I would have been crying. Let me tell you you something, bro. First and foremost, if anybody knows me, bro, they know Red Fox is my second favorite comedian. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They know that. If if you ever get a chance, I don't care what you're doing. If you love comedy, go listen to old Red Fox albums or go find old Red Fox stand up on YouTube. When I tell you, man, this nigga was hilarious. This nigga got a joke about horse racing, but the names of the horses be like some crazy shit. Like one of the horses' name is my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, like bro, this nigga is just like to me. Like if you if you look at like Red Fox, if you look at like Rodney Dangerfield, if you look at like Corey Holcomb, like them type of people, them motherfuckers, man. Like uh, to me, uh, um, man, who else am I thinking of? Um, Patrice O'Neill, he one of them too. Like all of them in that vein, like of just raunchy ass comedy and it's not like it ain't raunchy to the fact of like it's just disgusting it's raunchy to the fact of this is some shit that you think and you want to say but you just ain't bold enough to say it these are the guys that basically are your conscious you know what i'm saying like these are the guys that are the voices in your head to me these are the dudes that when you see somebody walking down the street with some shit that you know that they ain't supposed to be wearing the shit that you thinking that's the shit that they say and those are the type of comedians that I usually, you know what I'm saying, veer towards. Like, I, I like those type of comedians. But Red Fox, man, he was truly one of a kind. Like, that dude, to me, like, man, I, I've been trying to find his vinyls for the longest. I cannot find them anywhere. I've been searching far and wide for them joints. But if I get a chance to get my hands on any of them, I swear to you, I'm going to get them joints. I don't care what the what I got to go through to get them. If I got to steal them from somebody, I'd do it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, like, his comedy to me is 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 great. Um, And then I know I told y'all, you know what I'm saying, I'm probably going to get killed for this, but my favorite comedian of all time is Bill Cosby. Man, this is why I feel about that. Like, yeah. 
your personal taste is your personal taste. Oh, no, for and sure, see, yeah. Because, yeah. see, I used to be like that, like, when I would, like, give out my list and shit. Like, the last mm -hmm. list I did, like, I gave, like, like my top five Drake albums or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, well, at the end of the day, like, it's my opinion. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like if if you if like if views ain't your number one, then it ain't your number one. But it's mine, so fuck okay. you. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's my opinion. But like that's I mean, Lou, that's just what it is. Like if if Bill Cosby is your number one, if his humor is what you know, what I'm saying did it for you, then it did it for you. Man, listen, like, I don't care what nobody say, bro. Go and watch Bill Cosby himself. It's not going to change your mind about how you feel about Bill Cosby or whatever. But you are going to laugh your ass off. When that nigga was talking about making breakfast in the morning with his family, bro, that is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, bro. This nigga was talking about giving his kids cake for breakfast and shit, bro. That shit is comedy. That shit is funny as fuck. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like my my all time comedy list, man. Like a lot of people, you know, what I'm saying they go prior number one, and rightfully so. I don't knock that. Richard Pryor is definitely in my top five, but it's 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 a real. It's like to see to see these guys on screen together. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, Ronaldo Ray, Robin Harris, Charlie Mur like. I don't think people really understand the the importance of this movie in itself. Like this is something to where you may never be able to see these many stars on film together and they all get certain, you know what I'm saying? They all get the time that they deserve. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's not a, that's, that's one of those things that you, you might not ever see again as far as the way movies are made now, the, as far as the way movies are distributed now, how budgets are and, and all that shit. Like we may never see that shit again. Like I've been waiting for, for Kevin Hart to put a movie together with a bunch of comedy uh, comedians for the longest. Mm -hmm. And I know if anybody can do it, he definitely can. Um, and he has a production company to do it as well too. So I would definitely yeah. love to see that. I mean, I think Kevin Hart is one of those guys who could kind of bring everybody together and you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, and make that happen. I would love to see that. I would really love to see him have everybody. And I know Mike Epps kind of did something like that too with the Meet the Blacks, but it wasn't like I don't know, man. It 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 was cool, but it wasn't the same for me. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like just the fact that you got guys out here that's trying to put other people on and put other people in those places like that's just dope as fuck to me and to me it always seemed like it comes from the comedy world it don't never come from nowhere else mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's just dope as hell to see that man <clears throat> i'm with you man 100%. so um what's up man you want to get into the fire flames i mean do we have to Nah, not really. Not really. I mean, it's five. It's, yeah, it's, five. It's just a five. I mean, we can skip it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a five. Man. I don't even think we ever done it before. Like this is just. I mean, Come it's on. it's it's just that's how dope. <laughs> that's just how dope this fucking movie is, bro. Like, I don't I don't think I don't think I've seen. Well, I had to think about it probably, but I don't think that there's a movie that's that I can really go back and just be like, 
instant five with this amount of stars with this kind of runtime because it wasn't a long movie it's only like an hour and some change mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and and for them to be able to and then not only that these many quotables like yeah, it's we didn't hella even do quotable. them all that's what i'm saying it's hella quotables in this movie like to me like this stands this stands at, at the top of like you know what i'm saying something like Step Brothers or um or um <clears throat> what's the one um damn it just slipped my mind where they go to Vegas we just did it um, oh uh hangover hangover you know what i'm saying like uh like that um I'm trying to think of another, like another comedy that I could put this in. Like Tropic Thunder would would kind of be somewhere in there, but even then, like I wouldn't get out of five. To me, The Hangover is definitely a five. Step Brothers is definitely a five. Um, oh man, uh, Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights is definitely a five for me. Um, it's a few other ones. I wouldn't say Pineapple Express. That's not a five for me, but Pineapple Express is one of those ones where it was funny. It didn't have as many quotables, but it was definitely funny as shit. Super Bad is up there. Super Bad is a five for me, definitely. Super Bad is fucking hilarious. So, I mean, like, just, you know what I'm saying, being able to have the quotables, being able to have the talent, being able to have, you know what I'm saying, the funny, like, all those, this is definitely at the top of the top for me. I hear you. I, I ain't mad at it. Like, you know how I am with comedies. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love comedy movies, but for me, it's this. It's coming to America. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I mean, coming to America speaks for itself. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's my, what's my joint? What's my joint? Uh, Where the Millers. Um, oh, man. For sure. What's my one? I was just thinking about it. It was the one that was on my mind. Um, uh, first Sunday. I'm sorry. First That's Sunday is hilarious. <laughs> I wouldn't give it a five, but that shit is fucking funny though. Man, look. when that nigga Cat Williams was the choir director, bro, that shit had me fucking crying. That fucking wig that nigga had on, was a... <laughs> that was funny. That, that was funny, but Lee John, but yeah, nah. So you know I'm what I'm saying? Not. It's oh, cop out with uh. With Tracy Moore, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, that ain't a five, but that shit is fucking comedy. Yeah, it's too. it's comedy. Yeah, that shit is fucking hilarious. That nigga Tracy Morgan, he don't get his just do either, man. He funny as shit. Well, all right, man. Let's uh let's go ahead and continue, man. Let's get into this coming soon. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, man, 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 this is this another one of my favorites. I'm not gonna lie to you already. I'm gonna tell you, I'm giving this a five. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So don't expect nothing out of me on a fire flame tip, y'all. I'm giving this one a fucking five. This is my shit. Um, we talking about gangs in New York, man. We got uh, what is his name? Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. We got uh, Cameron Diaz. We got Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, this it's a host of other people that we'll get into once we talk uh, talk about it. But those three, man, they did they fucking thing in this movie. Um, this was like, this was, I've, I've never seen nothing like this <laughs> in a movie before. <laughs> I know we talked about it when we did the, uh, Leo appreciation, Yeah, but yeah, we, we gotta, we got we definitely gotta take a deep dive into this one. 
Um, this is this that joint for me. Nah, I feel you, man. I, I fucks with it. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna go out with your five, but um, but I fuck <laughs> with games in New York though, man. Yeah. It's, it's it's a different it's a different type of movie, man. But I like this. I like the spin that they did on it. So, but we definitely gonna get into that, man, on, on the next episode. For sure, man. So, um, can't wait for that episode, you guys. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned in. Stay, you know what I'm saying? Um, stay ready for that one. Um, but if you like this podcast, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit us up on our socials. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod. You can also find us on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Uh, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. I have a link tree in the bio, and you can find me everywhere else there. Yeah, and y'all can find me at S.Foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on IG. Um, follow the podcast on all major platforms, 28 Minutes or Less. Uh, the last episode that's out is episode 96. I did great hip-hop collabs where I just went over some some collabs that I felt that was great, man. Um, and also how I missed the uh, the compilation album joints with a record label, you know what I'm saying, put that collective talent together and come out with an album mm-hmm. such as like you know mmg young money did it uh kanye did it with good music the mm-hmm. latest was dreamville so yeah. uh but DJ yeah it's not really a label though man that's, that's just he's just putting a whole bunch of talent together but hey man dj college is, is i don't know man he ain't he ain't getting it like he used to bro nah not like he used to nah, nah yeah nah. he he has some he had that one um oh my god what what album is that uh what the last one cali no, cali no hell no kiss the ring uh we the best Nope, hold on, I'm about to find it. Um, it was wait a minute. I gotta find it first. Uh what album was that? Major Key. Oh, Major Key. Major yeah. Key was fire, bro. Major Key was fire. But um, yeah, man. So you know what I'm saying, you guys, you know what I'm saying. Keep up with us, man. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for um, listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us if you haven't already. Um, if you're watching us, thank you very much. I know we ain't been on in a minute, but we're trying to bring a new look to it. We got some more uh, enhancements coming your way, so just work with us. We working behind the scenes on this. But, it, you know what I'm saying, it'll come together within these next few episodes for sure. But until then, man, you know what I'm saying? Keep, you know what I'm saying, your eyes open and your ears open for us. And uh, like they say in Hollywood, man, that is a wrap. Cut.